Coming up right now, though, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about a program that the government brought in recently, um, basically dealing with your home and retrofitting your home as the federal government announced funding to help Canadians retrofit. That was the plan. Uh, it was part of the fall economic statement from late last year. Uh, grants of up to $5,000 per household. The total cost here, $2.6 billion over seven years. Now, the government tells us it's an opportunity to make energy-efficient improvements. Um, you know, you can better insulation, help fight climate change by reducing greenhouse gas, on and on, all these sorts of initiatives. Um, but there's other things that need to be considered here, uh, according to our next guest. We have Brian Feltmate joining us this morning. Brian uh, heads the Intac Center on Climate Adaptation at the University of Waterloo and has some thoughts on this situation. Good morning, Brian. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at this, um, you know, on the surface, it sounds pretty good. $5,000 if you want to retrofit your home in some sort of a green way. Um, Where do you think uh, the shortcomings are here? What else needs to be considered? Yeah, so I'm fully supportive of of efforts to make homes more energy efficient. But in addition to that, why a person is on site uh, assessing your home and identifying deficiencies that may, you know, uh, make it less energy efficient and things to be done to correct those deficiencies. At the same time, that individual can easily be additionally trained to assess the home relative to its flood preparedness around the the characteristics around the outside of the property and then aspects of uh, the basement itself. Uh, They can assess to say, by the way, here's some deficiencies that need to be attended to uh, to lower the probability that you you will end up with a flooded basement. And it would literally uh, um, take an extra 20 or 25 minutes of a person's time at a house uh, assessing it for energy efficiency to also consider flood preparedness. And the number one cost due to climate change and extreme weather risk in the country today is is flooding, and most specifically residential basement flooding. And residential basement flooding is also one of the things that is all probably the most easily remedied cost-effectively problem that can be attended to. So I think I would like to see the home energy efficiency program complemented with home flood risk assessment and protection. Well, you, you, you make a really good point when we talk about, you know, climate change and things like that and, and uh, you know, the, the catastrophic weather events. And we have seen a number of those no matter where you are in the country. Um, is, has government um, listened to this at all? Is this something that's even on their radar? Yes. Um, I would say up to maybe two years ago when we talked to a uh, talk about, well, basically up to about two years ago, 97% of the discussion on climate change in the country was on mitigating greenhouse gas emissions, right, which yeah. I don't have to tell you that in Alberta. The, but there, the other side of the equation, though, as per climate change, is how do we adapt to the extreme weather risk that's on the ground today, the, the floods, the fires, hailstorms, windstorms, whatever it might be, and, uh, and not just for the extreme events that are occurring today, but we know for sure that climate change is irreversible. We're not going backwards on climate change. We can work down, work to, to slow down the rate of change, but we're not going backwards. We can expect more extreme weather events going forward. So what we also need to do as a country is talk much more uh, aggressively and openly about how do we adapt to extreme weather risks. What's, what are the measures we can put in place to make it such that when the big precipitation events occur that we're not being flooded out? Um, 
um, for existing communities? What can we do to design new communities so that they're, uh, they have the measures in place to make it when the big storms hit, they're not all flooded out? What can we do at the level of the individual home, working with the homeowner? How can the homeowner, him or he or him or herself or he or she, what can they actually do around their house uh, to protect their house from uh, basement flooding? There's a tremendous amount of preparedness we can put in place that we're currently not doing that we should be doing that it's it's just uh uh we're at we're, we're we're inviting disaster to not prepare avoidable disaster too there it's an easy remedy if we if we get on board with it it is it is shocking how straightforward it is to uh, for the average person if someone's you know capable of going into a a, a home depot on a weekend and buying stuff to build a, a backyard garden that same individual would have 90% of the skills necessary to look around the outside of their property and in the basement itself over a two-day period for, generally speaking, less than a couple hundred dollars to put measures in place that will, uh, on a let's say on a scale of zero to 100, 100 being wor- the worst for basement yeah. flooding, you can take it from an 80 down to a 20 over two days for a few hundred dollars, which is a, a, pr- a pretty good deal. Yeah. And, and, and it's not that people won't do it. It's it's that they just don't know what to do. So what we need to do is get the information into their hands. Now, um, like you say, that's at the homeowner level. I, I know government has had plans before, haven't they, in terms of deva- disaster mitigation and things like that? There have been government programs brought in in the past, have there not? Yeah, there there have been uh, disaster mitigation programs that generally function at the, at, at the level of governments accessing, uh, municipal governments accessing money at for large municipalities where they can put measures in place to mitigate flood or fire risk or whatever it might be. Uh, those programs have pretty much uh, dried up now. They were run through uh, Infrastructure Canada, uh, but they have existed uh, in the past. Uh, they don't always do a lot of good, for, and this isn't a criticism, it's an observation. They, they didn't always do a lot of good for smaller communities mm-hmm. because just the application process of, of trying to gain access to these monies was so cumbersome that a lot of smaller communities simply didn't have the resources and the people power to put their whole application together. So it was you know, maybe a good thing to do, but it, uh, I'm not sure in the end that it did that much, you know, the uh, on the ground, I'm not sure how much it translated into risk reduction. You know, and, and of course, when we're talking about spending government money this way, you got you got to do the cost-benefit analysis. But I'm just thinking in terms of insurance costs to the average Canadian, we all know they've gone up because of weather-related disasters across the country. I would think the insurance, you know, uh, companies would love this. And ultimately, it, it might benefit the consumer in the end. Yeah, there is no question about it, and it's not because I'm I'm not saying this because I'm a show associate with the insurance industry. But the the number one leadership in the country on adaptation is coming from the insurance industry, and for reasons that you've uh, uh, just articulated. So yeah, we 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 want to get these. Uh, adaptation measures in place. You are quite correct, by the way, in referencing the fact that insurance is going up as a function of extreme weather risk, for, and, and flooding is the number one cost by far to the insurance industry and, and to the country as a whole. But uh, insurance premiums at the residential level have increased uh, about 20 to 25% over the last uh, five years across the country, primarily due to about 60% of that increase is due to uh, basement flooding. We have growth in the uninsurability of the Canadian housing market, literally from Halifax to Victoria, where there are 
people living in communities across the country where they go, their insurance comes up for renewal, and they may not be able to get insurance coverage for uh, water damage in the basement. They can still get theft and fire insurance, but right. maybe not for water. Or the cap limits, the the amount that the insurers can cover um, is coming down because the risk of flooding is getting so high. So it's, um, but on the flip side of the equation, if homeowners put measures, take measures around the outside of the property in the basement itself to lower the probability of basement flooding, uh, they could, for many of the larger insurers, they can see a 5 to 15% reduction in insurance premium, reflecting the fact that their risk profile has lowered. So it's, um, uh, it, it, it is a solvable problem for which there are positive incentives, but also remember, the average cost of a flooded basement in Canada right now, and I mean weather-related, not if the dishwasher pipe broke, but right. the average cost of a flooded basement in Canada right now is $43,000. So, uh, and, and it's a horrible thing to go through in addition to the $43,000 cost. And so you say to yourself, listen, for two days' worth of effort on the weekend, if I can put measures in, my, in place for probably a few hundred dollars, that may make the difference between having a $43,000 basement flood or not. It, it, is ex- it is time exceedingly well spent. So it would be as simple as taking this retrofit program that's already in place and just expanding it to include that? I mean, that would seem like a fairly simple alteration. Yes, you just, hit, you, you, you just said it very well. And it's a combination of two things. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's you know, adjusting that program and uh, and providing uh, uh, guidance to individuals as to where are the weaknesses around your house that need to be improved to lower the chances of basement flooding, and then perhaps a subsidy program for certain measures that would be put in place to lower uh, the probability of basement flooding. For example, battery uh, maybe a, a subsidy to have a battery backup supply on a sub pump in mm-hmm. the basement because. The, the time you need your sub pump to work, which is, you know, this is a well in the basement that water goes into if, yeah. if too much water enters the system and then pumps the water outside. But the time you need the, that sub pump to work is generally, you know, when the big storms hit. And when the big storms hit, very often the electricity goes out. So if you have battery backup supply, it means the sub pump will work at the time you actually need it. That might be a, that would seem to be a reasonable subsidy or a subsidy to put in place a backwater valve in the basement. And this is a little valve that's uh, the drain line on your, in your basement where you see a grate in the basement floor. Yes. Water can flow out of the, out of the basement if your washing machine overflowed. But during major storms, particular for homes in older communities, water can surge up through the sewer system, up through that drain in the basement and, and flood into your basement. Well, we can put a, a valve on that line and it's about uh, maybe $2,800 to retrofit a home to do it, we can put a valve on that line that makes it such that water can flow out of the basement, but it can't flow back in. So perhaps there could be a subsidy program to to uh, help homeowners install a backwater valve. Makes sense. Uh, our listeners are asking, you know, a lot of them don't want to wait for government, uh, which is probably a good idea. Uh, do you have a uh, an information source? Is there a place they can go to find out? I mean, you're talking about a couple hundred bucks can drastically reduce the risk. Um, where can they get information on what they can do? Yeah, absolutely. If you go to, to, to our website, Intact Center on Climate Adaptation, which if you type that in, it'll show up instantly, you will see a button for a, an infographic that will come up on home flood protection. 
and it will show you instantaneously 15 things that, that, that's instantaneously interpretable, by the way, things that you can look at around the outside of your property in the basement itself this weekend. Anybody can walk through it and, and say, you know, do I have these things in place? So it's the Intact Center on Climate Adaptation, and you, there's a, you'll see a tab under Home Flood Protection. You just hit that, and this infographic sheet will print up, and, and there's your guidance. Just that easy? That easy. Excellent. Very simple. Some great information this morning, Blair. I appreciate your time. Oh, you're certainly welcome. Thanks very much, Blair. That okay, is, anytime. That is Blair Feltmate, who heads up the Intact Center on Climate Adaptation at the University of Waterloo.